in the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh, and uh, my 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 romantic rat who's floating through time is the one, the only. Without my uncle rat's consent, I wouldn't marry the president. Uh huh. Uh huh. Travis rats. Remember <laughs> that little Travis from back in the day, Josh? Was, was good. I liked it. I liked it. Travis rats and I bringing you the Comic Exposure Podcast, where we dive deep into graphic novels or trades, or we talk about sort of pop culture ideas, concepts, what's going on in the world. You, my friends, are tuning in to a comic book club episode, and on this episode, we are reading the Image comic uh, Love Everlasting, uh, which I believe came out not on Image originally. I think it was like one of those comics that you can get from the internet um like it was on one of those hey let's try this let's try a new way to deliver comics right and then image is publishing i believe that's the case with this one so love everlasting written by tom king uh with art by ooh, yeah the the elsa yeah chartier uh, with colors by Matt Hollingsworth, always great. Letters by Clayton Cowles, always great. Uh, and we're, we're getting into this bad boy, Travis. It is a time travel romance comic. Something that the time travel part, uh, we've done time travel books before. We've done sort of weird books. But romance is something we haven't spent a lot of time with. We did some Archie at yeah. one point. We did some Strangers but, in Paradise. Right. So this is an interesting, an interesting thing. Tom King is one of my favorite writers, right? One of my favorite writers. I think he does really interesting stuff. I think he takes characters and thoughts and takes them someplace. And you have no idea where he's going until the very end of it. And guess what? This five issue volume, you have no idea where he's going until the very end of it. And in fact, there are long oh, stretches. Uh, uh, oh, please explain to me, Josh, when we get to this point. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You get, you get long stretches of stuff where you go like, is something weird going to happen? Right? Well, yeah. Well, it's, what's so interesting is, I mean, Tom King is just writing everything. You know, he's just yeah. writing everything now. I mean, we did, I think the last one we did wasn't too long ago, and that was his Supergirl. And yeah. now he's got another book coming out with the artist from Supergirl that's like a Conan the Barbarian meets downtown Downton Abbey. I guess he was describing (laughs) it on his Instagram. And that sounds like super cool and super interesting. that sounds great. (laughs) But he's just got a lot of fires going at one time. Um, And I think that is going to play come to play when it when we talk about his storytelling pacing within this book which i think works to an advantage in a lot of ways but also a disadvantage when it comes to the story so i'm gonna lay that seed right there yeah, i'm gonna no. plant that little guy right there and i can i can i can i will tell you so we've read several of his books i've read a lot of his stuff um i'm okay with saying that this is probably my least favorite thing i've read of his but still i i still really enjoyed it right yeah. if that if that makes sense like it's not like when tom king writes something that 
is not my favorite. It's still a very good, it's still a right. very good book, right? Exactly. Um, so this book is an interesting idea, right? So it starts off very much like those classic 40s and fi- like 50s romance comics, right? Which was a which was a very big thing in the in those in those early decades when everybody read comics, right? Yeah, Before, like uh, uh, Model Millie, like Stan Lee started writing all that stuff off. You know, Millie the right. Model so, or whatever it is. Yeah, so well before, like, I mean, when everybody was reading comics, you had all sorts of genre comics. You had these romance comics, you had westerns, you had military comics, you had in superhero comics. Pirates. One, yeah, you know, superhero comics is just one part of it that ended up blowing up and becoming like the largest part of comics. But I really do. I think one thing that Tom King does really well is he's like, I'm going to explore this thing. I'm going to explore, you know, a comic book character, a superhero character that we don't really talk about a whole lot. I'm going to explore what that looks like. I'm going to explore, um, you know, the uh, the war in Iraq and I'm yeah. going to do it in an interesting way. I'm going to explore X, Y and Z. Um, I'm going to write a noir, but I'm going to include, you know, the justice the justice league right so he does all of these very interesting things and i think he does that again here where he goes i'm going to explore a romance comic but i'm going to give it a twist but you don't get that twist until you know like it the first issue is so it does exactly what you need it to do Mm -hmm. right like it gives you just enough weird to where you know she's like in three different three different romance stories, right? It's like you're reading an anthology comic. Oh, let's pull it back a little bit. Yeah, I'm sorry, people, I'm probably getting ahead yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, basically, the the premise of this, and I'm going to give it a, a real broad strokes here because I'm afraid if I try to get too declarative about something. Uh, someone's gonna be like, actually, that's not right, and you are probably correct because <laughs> I'm left a little bit confused as to the the plot of this. Uh, yeah. But it's uh, our, we follow this female protagonist uh, through several Joan. Joan through several different love affairs uh, from different decades and different eras, um, and so it's it's almost like a Joan love anthology as far as. Uh, the issues are set up, and within the issues, there are several love stories. Uh, but how we move from one love story to the next, it's because it's not like it, there's a happily ever after. As she gets in these relationships, it always gets to a point where she falls in love, and then the the man, I think they're all men at this point, uh, will propose to her. Yeah. Uh, and then... Early on, it would just the story would end, and we would start a new story with Joan at a different time and a different guy. And we, yeah. but there's still reflections of the past relationship. She confused their names and things like that. So like, oh, okay, this isn't just like an anthology. There's something going on with with Joan. There's a there's a larger thread being pulled here, um, and we slowly over the first five issues start to see that uh, that all these love stories are connected and that, that Joan is in some weird love time loop, loop. slash <laughs> multiverse. Qua- quantum leap, but yes, a it romance is. Yeah. comic. Yeah. And there are a couple of characters that exist 
outside the individual stories like her. There's a cowboy. Yes. There is a like relationship therapist. There's this looming figure of a mother. Uh, yeah. And along with Joan, those four kind of are peppered in, even if just tangentially, through yeah. mi- what must be 15 or 16 different love vignettes of varying lengths and degrees of right. uh, depth. So just in wow, this that first, was I just confused myself it, with this summary. You did. So in the just in the first issue. So just to kind of pare down what this looks like in the first issue, you have three separate love stories, mm-hmm. right? And they are designed and look very much like the vignette. It has the fake cover page, right? Meant to be. And there's like the there's like old comic book covers where you'd have some dialogue and you'd have the sort of, oh, this is what the story's about on that front cover, right? And so you have three of those. The first one is very much like she moved away from home and is in the big city. Then there's the 60s one where, or 70s one where like she falls in love with the wrong man. Um, And then there's the Western one, right? And as you see it, like what you just said, she starts realizing, wait a minute, I'm in a story. Like, or wait a minute, I are, what happened? I proposed to so-and-so. Why am I with this person? And what you get by the end of that third love story in the first issue is her avoiding getting married. Yeah. She's running away from it. And at the very end of that running away, a cowboy catches up to her and shoots her. And what does he say, Josh? Love is everlasting. That was good. (laughs) And And then she wakes up again in a new love story. Yes. Right. And then she starts going through it and then it gets to the point where uh, she either uh, where she denies the proposal and then boom, it happens again. Yes. Or she takes off and does not fall in love. She avoids love altogether. Ultimately, the cowboy will always get her. Right. And the and it was a really interesting sort of like Twilight Zoney thing. But there is one issue where like you nothing weird happens because you're following you think you're it's joan but it's not joan right it's well, so I, there's I, one issue where it's there's one issue where it's a younger girl and joan's the librarian yes 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 yeah yes, so yes, yes, you're gotcha. following this love story and you think it's joan right you're like okay this is weird and literally nothing strange happens right like nothing weird like it's going through it's only one comic book issue but it ends up being like three parts within this comic book mm-hmm. issue and i was like well nothing's weird nothing weird has happened what's going on yeah where's the cowboy right? like and, where's the end and i i kept waiting for the shoe to drop right and it ends up being like and then the twist happens where you find out oh the librarian is joan okay and you're you're getting this story and then all of a sudden the boy that the younger girl is dating is the cowboy. Right. And he's come for, her. and he, I, the greatest thing he goes to get the scarf. Yeah. And he puts the scarf on and you're like, Oh crap. He was able to live out a more full life in that because right. He lived she without love. love. Yeah. yeah. But she became like an old spinster librarian. Yeah. But it was a really interesting sort of like that you saw all of these romance comic tropes, right? Where she would be like, I don't want to end up like this spinster librarian. I'm going to love him. And all yeah. like, it felt so like the dialogue in those spots where Tom King is recreating a romance comic is so on the nose. 
And then it takes a flip where she like learns how to hunt, right? She like this boy, she's this man she's dating is like teaching her how to shoot. And she's like, I never really loved you. I just needed to learn how to use yeah, a that's gun. A great, great. Where he's <laughs> that like ending. professing his love to her. Yeah. He's like, but I, what, but, and she's like, would you die quieter, please? <laughs> like, the, like, and then the, the language changes, right? Like yeah. she starts using the F word and she starts shooting at the cowboy. Like, it does these really great, like all of a sudden the story. Agency. Shifts. She has she has more agency in right. her own survival than just falling right. in love. And then I will just say that Tom King's writing in those pieces, you can see the dramatic shift in his dialogue, in the way that the characters talk when those things right. happen. It it's a very interesting thing that is hard to do on paper. I think it would be way easier to do visually, right? Yes. Because you can, you could do music cue. You could do the way the mannerisms of characters, the way their voices are, yeah, right. And, but it, it is a, it's done very well. You can feel it flip when it flips. Well, and that's the whole thing that I think is, um, and part of that, part of the reason that as I'm reading this, I'm like, what what am I reading? Where is this going? Is very rarely in comics now do you get the ability to have patience and pace something. And just play. Uh, like, you have to be right? a Tom King where they're, you, like, the industry is just like, hey, yeah, you, you write books that sell. Just take it and do what you want. Like, he's earned right. the ability to take these long, deep breaths between issues. Right. I mean, we get all the way through issue five, and I still really don't know what the the why the you still don't know why the story, right? yeah, the why is or or what what is the thing now? I feel like if this was a first time breakthrough writer and this was their big idea and their big pitch, by like the end of issue two would be where issue five ends for us here with Tom right. King. So right. he like he's earned like three padded. Books, but I, what I think it does is it does create an intrigue if you don't jump off the book, right? Like right. I, now that I finished all five, I am curious where this is going, especially just after like just talking with you and summarizing yeah. it. When I had to summarize it out loud, I'm like, it's actually a pretty cool concept, right? I, and I think it ends in this. In this these five issues end in a really interesting way where you get the. You've seen this. It, this has happened over and over and over. And mm. you just don't. We haven't been able to see that. Yeah. Right. She goes to see this love advice person. Oh, you get to see it happen in the 70s and in like a very like westerny, you know, big buffeted dress sort of thing or Victorian or whatever it is time period. And you get to see the scene play out in both time periods at the same time because the art flips time periods. Right. right? And so you're like, okay, this has happened before, but she doesn't know that it's happened before, right? right? And it's a really, I, like, then you go like, okay, well, who is directing this? And you're like, well, your mother wants you to know that, like, you you need to fall in love. You need to find the right man. You need to do this or that. This is where it gets interesting because now we're looking at traditional, it feels like that's maybe where he might be going, is we're looking at the, uh, I mean, listen, it's comic books. So, Josh... Yeah. We've read 
a lot of comics by a lot of writers who have daddy son issues where it's <laughs> it, ultimately it's a story about a father and a son, right? Yeah. Every lone wolf and cub story, no matter if the cub is a female, it's always like a tomboy, you know, tough. Yeah. It, it's a father son story. And so yeah. we're looking at the dynamics, the pressures, be a man kind of thing. Uh, this, I feel like maybe it's starting to shape up to look at, okay, what about that mother daughter expectation relationship as what does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean right. for women's survival? What does it mean well, I also for think love and family and commitment? The thing to you that? pegged about agency, I think is really important too. Yeah. That idea of like, she has no agency in any of these stories up to this point, right? It's always like, this is the man my dad wants me to marry. This is the perfect thing. This is the, you know, like the whole story where it's the young girl and she's like, well, I, I don't want to end up like my parents. Right. But then she, then she realizes that the reason the parents are the way they are is because it wasn't the true love. So I'm going to marry my true love. This is the person I'm going to stay in this town. I'm going to do this thing. I'm not going to go travel the world. Right. Right. And then it turns out like that love isn't even real. It's the cowboy. Right. Like, and so it's a really interesting and you're right. He's able to do this in five issues and I still don't know where he's going, but you're on like any other writer would have been like, oh no, I'm going to give you the mother character in issue two. Right. Right. I'm going to explain, I'm going to explain where it's going early because I have to, otherwise you're not going to stay with me. But for Tom King, I'll stay with him. And I don't think, I don't think it's lazy. Like he just started writing it out and then he discovered the mother character or like, oh, I'm going to bring this on. I think no, he, he has a play. That is, that is the root of, yeah, is going to be the heart of this upcoming issues. However, it's like, so it's not by accident. There's not lazy writing where you're trying to discover something along the way. Let me yeah. put a bunch of characters in a sandbox and let them play. No, he has a plan, but he's just slow pacing with it. I'm also curious, like, I'd have to look back and see this when this originally came out. But there's this art imitates life imitates art thing when you think about. So Tom King's vision story is the story that kind of is the impetus behind WandaVision on Disney plus, mm-hmm. but that WandaVision story takes that idea of vision and then does this weird timey jump through TV series. And then this oh. is very much a take on that as right. It's like, this is yeah, very much. I didn't feel think about that. that, but instead of like their love and family dynamic happening through the guise of different TV s- scripts, it's happening through, different time periods and romance. Oh, wow. Comic, right? I you know I never it's, thought about it. That's so dead on. Cause just like WandaVision for like the first four episodes, unlike right. the other Marvel uh, shows, except for maybe you have no idea what's going on. Um, yeah. You have no idea what's going on. And so you're like, yeah. is this going to pay off? Right. And so I think, and then I think like this, then I think, Ooh, this would be, this is a fantastic, this would be a very good TV show. Oh yeah. And just, like a great television show, right? Absolutely. Because you'd you'd be able to play with the the period piece of it and the subverting expectations with the oh, it's cute and funny. And then all of a sudden she gets shot by a cowboy, right? Like all this sort of like. Well, there are a couple of uh, love anthology shows out there right now, like series do, where it's like one shots. You know, instead of like yeah. Tales from the Crypt, it's like love stories. There was one on Amazon years ago. They did like two seasons, and it wasn't bad. But to like frame it like that, but then. By the time, you know, you get to ish, like 
show two or three, the ending of you're like, whoa, 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 are these connected? And like, was the same? What? What's going on here? And then you have it, that I something new, right? So I like I am as I talk about it more with you. I'm like, okay, I need to read more of it. I got to find out what happens. This is a, it's a very interesting. Well, dynamic. Let, right? Let's let's talk about one of the stories that I that I really yeah. like. You mentioned that I think one of the where it breaks more the formula is that one where she is the librarian. I think this is like right. maybe issue three, I want to say. Um, and so you're like, oh, that was cool. We're ramping things up. But then he settles back down for issue four. And issue four is like this long, uh, it's about the story about this this um, soldier. Right. Uh, during World Such War One. Such a one. good issue. Yes. During yeah. World War One. Trench yeah, warfare. The trenches. Yeah. And on its own, this is a story that exists on its own as a one shot great story, a short, great short story about yeah. a soldier who goes to this bar and meets this girl who happens to be Joan, of course. He's with all his friends because they're about to go to the trenches. And he's never drank before. And he's got a table full of friends. Um, so he has his first drink with uh, Joan and then they go out into the trenches and he comes back like a year later, but with one less friend and they're there to drink to their friend who passed away. And so he meets her again next year comes by or like months pass by. He comes back in less friends one less, and he gets more and more unhinged and more and more alcoholic. And we just watch the deterioration of this soldier in real history uh, and Joan, who in the last love affairs is very much taking more agency and been like, no, I'm not falling for this crap. I'm running away from love and I'm going to defend yeah. myself, gets kind of almost like swallowed back into the idea of like, no, I, I, I am. There is something about this man that that I am falling right. in love with or at least empathetic towards. And I thought that was a really maybe my favorite issue of this and the and the dialogue in that issue is very good like i'm just flipping through it right now and the the you know there's just this thing up there and he's like sometimes in the trench it'll be so cold at night that when the sun comes it Mm. doesn't do anything at all it's just a light in the sky yeah and sometimes you'll be soaked from the mud that when the rain comes you don't even get wet it's just another thing falling falling on you right so that was so brilliant but that's that's sheriff of babylon dialogue right there that's yeah, like that he, that book, yeah. He's a, he's such a good writer that even with something that you feel is like a, a goofy concept, right? He cranks out an issue like that. And you're like, man, that's good. And then the last page of that issue is a flip to a different love affair. Yeah. Right. So he's like, hey, forget it, man. We're gonna we're this is we're gonna keep rolling on this. So yeah. like you thought that was fun. Well, guess what? we're we're done we're flipping to something else right and he does such a good job of that in here of like jarring you with Mm -hmm. things whether it's the jar of like oh my gosh she's the librarian or oh oh, okay she's a librarian and then oh my gosh the guy that she's dating is the cowboy like all yeah sometimes he'll he'll have us spend a large amount of time with a rather mundane boring love affair and then other times it would be a really interesting one but you only get it for like a few panels and you're like what yeah I had to sit through <laughs> six pages of that boring one. And then like, ah, you know, it's, it, 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 it's, it's like, it's like a very whiplash. This, this, yes. This book. And, and, and I think it's a testament to like the kind of writer he is. And I know like we've read 
there are certain authors that we read a bunch of their books of, and I think that comes from the fact that like, you know, we've done this show long enough that you find favorite writers. And when we have to find new things to read, right. We go like, okay, well, we've got to read something. Um, we want to read something we like, right. Yeah. We don't want to spend the time reading a graphic novel. They're like, Oh crap. Why did we read that? Mm. Right. And sometimes like you hit a writer who's just like, okay, they're writing all the good stuff right now. It doesn't matter. Like, and they write such very, and I think that's why we've read so much Tom King is he writes such varying things that you're like, Oh, like we read this. What is, how is this anything like, like Supergirl? Supergirl? How is this anything like, Rorschach or right? WandaVision or not WandaVision, uh, uh, Just Vision, Vision, right? or uh, Sheriff of Babylon or right. Batman. Right. And it's just such different. He's able to kind of like, you know, it's him because he has this sort of auteur way of writing. Right. But he's with different artists all the time. He's with different, like the, the, the genres that he's playing in are different. It's, and, well, I mean, I, if you if it was a blind taste test and you gave me Rorschach and this and like I didn't know it was the same writer, I don't know. Like I, I right? would I would say they're both well written. Like right. the, both these writers are good, but is it the same writer? <laughs> right. That's that's the weird part about it. So let's talk art. Yeah. Let's talk art. We, we've got we you know we've got you an know, artist on here. Yeah. Elsa Chartier, or I don't know how you, it seems. Yeah, French, I don't know I don't if know. I've seen any of her work, but you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that Bruce Tim stuff from like Batman Bruce, the Animated it's, Series. It's Bruce Tim, and it's what's his name? Uh, he did. Um, oh man, why can't we did one of his books with like the the Twilight Children? Um, and he died recently. Uh, it was a Vertigo book. Why can't I remember his name? There was like a cave, and inside the cave, there was this big glowing orb. And he did justice. He did, uh, dang it. Oh, uh, oh, uh, I know you're talking about. Um, yeah, uh, uh, he's got a weird He's name. like a, yeah, yeah, an Jock. incredibly no, famous. Not no. Jock, no, but um, not Bruce Tim. Um, oh, it's you. Darwin Cook. Darwin, Darwin Cook. Cook. Thank you. Yes, it is. It's yeah, very Darwin Cook. It's yeah. very Darwin Cook. It's very, it feels almost Mignola, right? It has a, if there was more shadow in it, this feels like this is a BPRD. Well, like honestly artist. too, like I know it's a different degree, but if you had to pick like a style for your doodles, it would fall into this kind a, of vein a, of a, it. It's a cartoony sort of yeah. thing, right? Like that's my aesthetic. And it plays so well with this genre, right? Like it is Archie-like, right? It is sort of, you know, cute. And I don't mean that to be pejorative, right? But it very much feels like... yeah. Right, and it, it very much feels like oh, right. It feels romancy. Millie the models, yeah. Right, um, but then <clears throat> it also when it when it switches, the art doesn't switch, the color doesn't switch. Usually, it switches maybe a little bit, um, but when it switches, you can see like the facial acting that she does in her you know minimalist style works very well. Right. You, even though even though the design work is very sort of plain, she does a really great job of like flipping it when she needs to flip it. Right. Well, yeah. 
And, uh, we, and, the, we, don't, and look, we don't talk about this uh, very much uh, because we don't have it, but she goes from like decade to decade, and within those decades, different scenes within those decades, the outfits, the right. outfits that she puts on the these characters for character design. This is, they look real and yeah. fun, and you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, they're and they're of the time period and super colorful. Matt Hollingsworth obviously helps those come to life, but just like the different style sleeves, different bows, there was a lot of care in making sure our female protagonist was dressed in period accurate clothing. Right, and and the male characters in it, like the bathing suits, like there's scenes where they're they they go swimming, and you're like, okay, that reads. The, or the, the sort fringe of fringe 70s jacket on the, right. uh, yeah. The facial hair on the men and the hairstyle that they have. Like, you're able to read time period very quickly. And she does a, like, a very good job of telling you where they're at by what they're wearing, right? Um, and, you know, there's one scene where, in the very last issue, where it's the proposal and it's four panels and it's her being proposed to four different ways. And you get the pirate romance, the Western romance, the disco romance, the hospital and romance. Yeah. <laughs> you get each of those and you can see right then and there, okay, I know exactly when, when this is mm-hmm. right. I can see when it takes place and it it's, it's a, a testament to like, not only an artist who is a good artist, but an artist who cares about those details of how do I make this work? How do I show where they're at the outfits? You're right. Like we don't talk a lot about that. I think, you know, when we have, it's been like Sean Phillips and, mm-hmm. you know, doing, oh, okay, well he does a great job of showing this old Hollywood yeah, 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 or, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Or, you know, well, and another shout out too to Clayton Cowles, the the letterist, because one of my favorite things to encounter is at the end of every issue is that big uh, uh, letter spread of that what right. sick with love, you know, <laughs> yeah. or like down with love, or love uh, flush of love, uh, the hunt for love, right? And like all of these. Yeah, and it's just like the lettering on there is is uh, really cool. Uh, yeah. I know it's something I look forward to is that big splash page of uh... now on yours, Travis, did you get the variant cover gallery? No, because I didn't buy no, them. Because you, you bought them in single visual. issues. Yeah. So I only get in my and because I bought the physical copy because I like Tom King too much. Uh, I get just a tiny oh, little, the little spread, spread. Is that how they're doing of them the now? variant issues? And there is a um, a Sean Phillips one. That oh, let looks me see that one. Great. That I wish I could see it big enough, right? It's right yeah. there, right? That I wish I could see it big enough. There's a Clay Man one that looks so much out of a like pulpy, yeah, right? Like it looks like an old romance cover, right? Um, and there are so many, like just good, wonderful things. I wish I had that. And I'm also mad at Amazon because Amazon damage the heck out of my cover and so this is like a book i love the cover of it it's the the wedding dress and the gun and the blood and you're like oh man i want to just i want to set that somewhere because it's like a cool looking that would be a great uh a great poster hello my name is joan peterson and i probably love you like that's the that's the cover for it and she's got the like it's great like that would be a great poster to put somewhere i'm trying to see where he's at in the series at one second here love everlasting because when i was buying single issues i saw they had more over but i won't 
pre you can pre-order volume two right now called well, two hip I... two hip for love let's see then i probably will november <laughs> uh yeah november 14th so well good then i'm gonna order it literally as soon as we get out of this podcast uh because i need to read oh, it i it need is... to know where it goes yeah it's like a two days from now <laughs> yeah so it'll be on my doorstep on Tuesday. Um, let's see. After I'm trying to see if it says anything about does this wrap up the series? No, it doesn't. It doesn't say like come see the conclusion of that. And I don't see how they really. Well, Tom King's a very like Tom King's usually a ten to twelve issue guy, right? Like that's how he writes his. Stories. Yeah, and it's also like you said with WandaVision, it's like once you figure out the it was uh, Agatha all along. Yeah, there's like three episodes left. You know? Right, and well, he—I mean—that's most of his books. We that, read, but yeah, we we read Rorschach, and he gets to Rorschach, and you go like, okay, okay, I know what's happening. Boom, two issues, we got it. We're gonna wrap it up. Oh, he—he's a big—he's ex, a big exposition head. This Tom oh, King man. guy, he—he he plays with you. He pulls—he well, pulls the tacky yes. on that exposition, like, and, it, and that is like it's weird because that would be if you were in a writing class, it's bad writing, you know, in the sense of like, right. hey, you're not. This is this is not the twenty you know, 60, 20, we're, we're, we're going with here. Like you're, you're doing yeah. like 60, 25. <laughs> yeah. It's a very, he does a very like, but I will tell you like, but that's also one of the things I like about reading his books is that I'm not sure where it's going to go. And I'm okay with that. Like I'm, I'm well, in he, for the ride. You he know? still has the inciting incident at the end of the first issue with a cowboy right. shooter, you know, it's yeah. just like, but then it's almost like we rewind and reset it. And it's like, we have to right. see that inciting incident over and over again to be like, yeah, you know, like, no, I've seen the inciting incident. Like, like that's, yeah. You know? <laughs> but he's like teasing you with like, Oh, but here's a little more. Yeah. Here's a little more version of this. Um, so this is, I think a super fun book. I would definitely recommend it. You have to be patient with it. You have to expect things to be, to not resolve in a mm. way that you want them to resolve in an issue, right? Like they're usually, I mean, you just talked about it. We write in ways that, okay, there's a beginning, a middle and an end. Even, even when we talk about an arc of a comic book, every issue has a beginning, middle yeah. and end. And when you string five of them together, you get that, that arc of a story, right? But right. because it's a medium where you're reading it in 22 page issues, you have to, you know, build that arc in a single issue. He does that. Each of these little issues has an arc, but they're done in such a weird way, right? Yeah. Like, oh, the end of this issue is the last panel. What the hell, right? The end of this issue is, you know, has nothing to do, that one with the love story with the soldier has nothing to do with the weirdness of it, right? Yeah, that we it's know. It's like, yeah. it's like that one issue where you just spend, it's like that one episode. Bottle like, episode, no, yeah. It's a it's a bottle episode. We're just gonna do this because it's fun. We're just gonna this spend time story. here. Yeah. Right. Um, and the next issue we'll get back to the weird shit, right? It's this it's a really interesting way of writing. And it does. It comes in the middle of this sort of like idea, right? The fourth issue is this let's just spend time. Yeah. And then well, we'll get weird. I I, I think it's it might be a book. I I again we always I always have good intentions of of finishing things. Uh well I did the, what was the last lake house i, I, yeah, I did get all up to lake. date on that yeah yeah okay yeah yeah um but so many times you go into these you're like oh i'm gonna re read the rest and then you know 
life gets in the way. Yeah. It would be interesting to finish this. I think this could be a series where you could easily go back and on a second read, you see all the breadcrumbs. Like, I think it would be fun right. to go back and, and I think see, that's like, what... oh, he was telling us it. It was Agatha all along, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, Tom, King, Tom King does a really good job of like hiding all of those things in the story. Right. Right. He, he, do, he does a very good job of that. So um, go read this book. I, like I, I have a love for Tom King and I have ever since we read Sheriff of Babylon like years ago on this, on this show, I was like, that's it. He's a great writer. I don't care. Like you I'll read everything he puts out. And I have just about read everything he's put out. Um, I think there's one book he's doing right now where I've only read a couple single issues. I'm just going to wait for it and trade and I'll read it when it comes out and trade. <clears throat> but usually everything he does, I'm like, okay, yep. I'm just, I'm going to order it because I know even if it's bad, Tom King, it's a great story. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Even if it's not his best work, it's, it's still good. Yeah. Um, you weren't so, a huge fan of Supergirl. I really liked no, Supergirl. Yeah, it was yeah, still yeah, a yeah. really good story, yeah, right? Like it was a great story, although not my favorite Tom King. We're going to, we're going to have to read that new one. He's got coming out now. I mean, this is, yeah. it's good. It's going to have to be done. Yeah, it has to, it has to folks. Thank you for tuning in. You can find the uh, show over at comicexposure.com. You can find us on your favorite podcast app, like us, rate us, review us, all that good things. Uh, next week on the show, we are going to talk about, yeah, we should talk more about time travel. I, I think, think, I think we're going to, I think we're going to dive into some time travel tropes because this felt very quantum leap. I'm, I'm telling you between this book weird. and Loki season two, like I got some time travel issues, Josh, and I got to get them <laughs> off my chest. Well, let's, let's talk about it. So that's what we're going to talk about in the next episode. So tune in for our pop culture discussion on time travel should be fun. Uh, and then we're getting back to books. I don't, why don't, do we have a next book, Travis? We got, we got to figure that out. It's like one of those gotta, things. It's like, I feel, uh, I feel like every three episodes we're like, ah, oh, we got to figure out. I know. And I, I got to do my due diligence. You're usually the one every, who, who every third book. Stuff, so I might, every third yeah, book we go crap. Find uh, something. So folks tune into the next episode. We're talking time travel. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next trade.